Welcome to the SBS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by the Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you today from a conference room in Central Office, bringing you the latest news in Springfield Public Schools in regards to technology, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. I am your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ad Guy. You can find me out on all the socials at Bearded Tech Ed, my website, beardedtechadguy.com, and the digital learning page on the My SPS website. So for this episode of the podcast here, we're talking about module nine of the distance learning playbook, focus on learning distance or otherwise. And I think I'm going to end up pulling out kind of more of a summary of the whole book since this last chapter really kind of delves more into learning from crisis. And now that we are a couple of years out from COVID and the initial not knowing of everything, I'm going to kind of focus on a few of the important themes that I feel kind of are woven through this whole book. That Because chapter nine really is just kind of summarizing a lot of what has been talked about. And I think the biggest takeaway from this entire book is that creating a positive learning environment is extremely important. And it's one of the things that we should really pull from our time of teaching remotely, teaching concurrently, and now teaching back in person. And so if we're thinking about a positive learning environment, what does it look like? What does it mean? I feel like it's a place where students feel safe, respected, and supported. It's where they're motivated to learn and give their best efforts. Creating a positive learning environment is crucial for several reasons. A couple of them that I'm going to point out, and I'm sure that's I'll point, you'll have things that you're like, oh, there's also this too, is I think that the first is it helps reduce the stress and anxiety among students. When their world is in crisis, it's important for them to have a place and people that they can go to that can help them reduce that stress and anxiety about not knowing what the future holds or what it even looks like. Having a place that is consistent, that they know that they have people who are credible that they can talk to is important. Sometimes the best learning is not actually what you have planned, but the conversations that you have with your students. And I think that leads to the second part of a positive learning environment, and that's creating a place where connections can happen between students, teachers, and their classmates. A place where it's safe to talk. I think we've talked a lot about the different types of lessons over the last few weeks and the different type of tools that can be helped used to create those environments. And I think even in person, being able to foster connections, even just being in the physical presence of somebody can help reduce some of that stress and anxiety and help create those connections. And I think throughout the book, there's a number of strategies that are used and talked about to establish that positive learning environment. And I think the first is to have a positive environment is to be clear about what's expected. Students need to know what is expected of them to be successful. Teachers, we need to make sure that we communicate our expectations regarding their work, their participation, the behavior in the classroom. We need to be clear and we need to be consistent in that, which means that, and it's always one of the hardest things to do when it comes to classroom management, is being consistent with what we're saying. Another thing is that we need to make sure that we are supporting and encouraging our students. We know as teachers, students thrive when they are supported in their learning journey. 
when they have that positive feedback, constantly filling them up, knowing that even if they make mistakes, you're going to continue on because failure is the first attempt in learning unless reflection exists, which really means that if you fail and you don't do anything else, then that is failure is your first attempt in learning. What you need to do to not continue to fail is to reflect. And that's where unless reflection exists. It's a pretty cool acronym. I'm going to post a link to it from the tech rabbi, Michael Cohen, a graphic that he made. I'm going to post a link to that Instagram post in this episode's show notes. I went and found it after our last episode. So I might even backtrack and put it also in the show notes there too. So as teachers, we need to make sure that we are creating a nurturing and motivating environment for those students because we know that we're going to make mistakes. We know students are going to make mistakes. And if we have an environment that is nurturing and motivating, when those mistakes happen, they'll be able to continue on instead of get stuck. That whole growth mindset aspect of the world that we really need to have. And as we know, whether we're teaching remotely or in person, being flexible and adaptable is incredibly important. There are times when lessons, you can be in the middle of them, realize that it's not working and you need to just be prepared to change it up. I know the book kind of focuses on about going back to distance learning if that were to happen and being able to be prepared for that. But I think just being able to be adaptable in the classroom to what the students need is important, irregardless of where you are teaching them. As teachers, you are subject matter experts. You know your stuff. And so you need to be able to assess the students as you're going along, getting that feedback from them so that if you need to make changes and adjust, you can. And as teachers, we need to make sure that we are ready to adjust our plans to respond to the needs of our students. And leveraging technology is an effective way to do this. And it's even an effective, powerful strategy for creating that positive learning environment because students who don't like to talk in front of others can use the discussion board or the flips to create. And it allows you to use a variety of tools to meet the students' needs, that multi-modality learning that can happen in the classroom. And so when we are thinking about wrapping this book up and thinking through everything that they talk about here, it's just what a teacher is supposed to be. And it's what a teacher knows. You are a teacher. You are an expert. You are in front of those students to help them learn and grow. And when it comes to being prepared for anything, as a teacher, that might seem daunting, especially if you're new, but the more of years you get under your belt, the more natural it becomes to being able to create this positive learning environment for your students. And it can support them in any way. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of this series. I hope if I've pointed things out that you found interesting or if there are things that you're like, hey, Mike, you kind of missed the point on it, make sure you're leaving us some comments in the feedback on my website in particular. That's where I have it set up so that you can leave comments and we can even have discussions or even the dreaded Facebook of having a discussion. Sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't. So I don't necessarily always promote that because everybody has an opinion and some of them are unfounded. And so I am excited for this new school year to happen. There was a lot of great things I hope you got out of this to help you get started for those first days of school that are coming up here in Springfield in the next few weeks. This book covers a wide range of things. And again, if you are new to teaching, 
I would suggest getting it. There's a lot of great resources, a lot of great things in the appendix, a lot of great videos that you could watch to kind of see how to teach well in the classroom. And as always, I end our time on the module. And this one is a very short module because like I said, it's only a few pages. By going over their success criteria, I can learn from crises and improve teaching and learning. I can make distance learning better for students. I can make distance learning better for teachers. I can make physical school better for everyone. Those are the success criteria that will help you be successful as a classroom teacher going forward. And since I am talking about module nine here, and it's very short, a couple of things I wanna point out. There's a pretty good planning template in the appendix on page 174. It does make it downloadable. And there's a whole link, the links in the show notes, but the links also pretty much on every page here of some really good resources. I'm excited for the new school year to begin where we get to start interviewing teachers again. It was nice to take the summer off and kind of go through this book. And I'm glad that you joined me on that ride. So thank you again for listening. If you liked this episode or any of the episodes, make sure you leave us some positive feedback, five stars, hopefully on whatever platform you like. If you leave us on iTunes in particular, we get to move up the board and more people get to learn about Springfield Public Schools and how awesome and great everyone here is. To see the latest from me, especially because I'm going to have a number of blog posts coming up, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or my website, beardedtechedguy.com. My name is Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and this is the SBS Digital Learning Hour.